This is the Straight Truth Podcast, biblical answers to difficult questions from a Christian worldview. Pastor Titus 2, the first six verses, envisions older members of the church influencing younger members. It says, uh, to teach what accords with sound doctrine. This is Paul instructing Titus, of course. And he says this, Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith and love and in steadfastness. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves of much wine. They're to teach what is good. Obviously, training younger women, it says here, and to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, and working at home, kind, submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. And then likewise, urge the younger men to be self-controlled. So we have these older men and older women instructing the younger men and the younger women in these churches. So our question is this, how can the people of God pursue that kind of ministry? Yeah, you know what's striking, Josh, as you read those verses? Obviously, there, there is, um, there's a focus on the Word of God. In fact, at one point, saying that the Word of God would not be reviled. Mm-hmm. Also, mention of the fact that older men are to uh, demonstrate a life that's sound in the faith. And yet, most of what he describes in those verses with respect to older people influencing younger people has to do with character. Mm. You know, yeah. being dignified, for example. Mm. Yeah. Older women not slandering with their tongues. Yeah, that's right. So, so, so there's a focus there on, on character. And I just think uh, it's a good reminder that what he has in view is, is the Word of God as it is established in lives, as people are obeying the Word, responding to the Word, living out what is in accordance with the Word of God, and in that way, honoring the Word of God. So a life that is submissive to Scripture, that understands the authority of Scripture, is responding to Scripture with obedience. This is what is in view. And, and there, there is a, an element of experience in all of that. I mean, that we, we all learn that over time. Yeah. We learn it by virtue of, of the new birth. Uh, that, that, that desire is placed in our hearts. And the ability uh, to respond rightly to Scripture is, is, is the result of regeneration the new birth. But then over time, as we, as we are san- being sanctified, as we grow, the Word of God is worked into the fabric of our lives. And so there's that experiential element of it that takes place over time. And that's, that's one reason why older people can be such a positive influence on younger people, because they have, they have more time in the saddle, so mm-hmm. to speak. They've, yeah. they've lived the Christian life longer, mm-hmm. you know, Generally speaking, I mean, some people are converted later in age, but but generally speaking, in the in the life of the church, that's how it works out. So I would say one of the ways that this happens is just the 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 knowledge from Scripture that this is helpful and needful. Mm-hmm. We won't pursue those kinds of relationships unless we we think them to be important. So the knowledge of Scripture imparts the priorities of Scripture. And so one of the ways that we can, in the life of a church, see, see these relationships pursued is, is just faithfully teach the Bible mm. in all realms of the church's life, from the pulpit to the classes to the conversations. When we teach the Bible, people begin to, to learn a biblical worldview. And when you have that worldview, you understand the importance of generational training. That not only finds expression in the life of the congregation, 
but it finds expression down to the level of the home life. And so when you, when you have families where this is valued, where parents and grandparents are honored and respected and learned mm-hmm. from, mm-hmm. then that, that also begins to uh, permeate Mm-hmm. The, the life of a congregation. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I think I, I would say biblical instruction is, mm-hmm. is the key to it all. Yeah, I'm, I'm focusing, um, or, or I'm, I'm more honed on when I read this, um, on Paul says to teach the older men and mm. to teach the younger women. Is Paul envisioning, um, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, merely the preaching act, or is he mean something a little more closer, like a discipleship kind of relationship yeah. to teach the, the men. Yeah, older women training the younger women. For, yes. yes. Yeah. Well, I, I think it, it it's um, sort of a downstream reality. It, the, the pulpit's necessary. The classes are necessary mm. for people to learn the importance of this uh, and to learn the truth they're going to be passing on. But, but then, yeah, I mean, it gets passed on in personal ways too, and, and it has to be. Mm-hmm. So some of this would be discipling relationships. Also, I wouldn't rule out the idea that as you're teaching a congregation this, you're, you're also teaching the importance of this, as I said, at the home level. Mm. So, you know, as, as the home has broken down in our culture, you, you really do find more and more young women in the church who don't have models in their mothers mm-hmm. or don't have models in their grandmothers. You don't have young men who have models in their father or their grandfather. And so at the congregational level, you've got a, you've got a church full of fathers and mothers mm-hmm. and grandparents, so to speak. And so, yeah, it happens in discipling relationships. But we also need to reestablish this mindset in the, in the family life of the church. Where when people go home, are dads really pouring into the lives of their sons are grandfathers taking time with their grandsons or grandparents taking time with their grandchildren? So, so this, this is the entire life of the church, but, but it, it also needs to go home with us. Yeah, so how does the, um, an older woman, um, let's say, uh, teach the younger, woman, younger women um, what is good? How does an older woman train them to be self-controlled? The word you know, train is used here specifically, or train them to love their husbands and to care for the children. Is that merely by what is caught rather than taught, or is there, yeah, no. is there a little bit of both of those it's things? It's a good point you make. It's both. Yeah. So it's modeling. I mean, you can't teach what you don't model, mm-hmm. which is why, again, I go back to the initial thought, the character emphasis there. Mm-hmm. You know, older men are to be, yeah. And then he lists yeah, yeah. these things. Older women are to be. Mm-hmm. And he gives a list of character qualities. Mm-hmm. And then they're to teach. So mm-hmm. you're teaching what you've learned. Yeah. And, and so we've got to be this to teach this. And so may the Lord help us you know, do that. But then you, you teach it as you do all of Scripture. You teach it both by exhortation and by correction. Mm-hmm. So you, you teach it as you exhort it, and you teach it as you re- reprove when it's lacking mm-hmm. or, or being violated. Mm-hmm. And for that to happen, you have to have friendships. You know, I love a, a definition of discipleship that understands it as spiritual friendship because I really think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's living life together as brethren, you know, living the Christian life together as brethren. So we've got to learn the kinds of relationships where there's the kind of, of openness and receptivity mm-hmm. where you can encourage these things and, and even sometimes correct, you know, mm-hmm. when it's missing. Mm-hmm. And Paul seems to envision here a kind of multi-generational church life. You know, what happens when you have, say, a young church mm. without many elderly 
in their church? What, what might happen in a scenario like that? Or they, you know, this can be just a general instruction to Christian grandparents and parents. Yeah. But um, what about in church life specifically? Well, know? I think when you have a church that doesn't have a variety of ages represented, you usually have some sort of defective philosophy of ministry. Not always, mm-hmm. but, but <laughs> mm-hmm. many times that is the case. Yeah. Where you have healthy churches, you have mul- multiple generations represented, and then each generation has to embrace the opportunity and the responsibility and vision in those verses. So it's really easy for older people to sort of take an attitude, you know, I, I've served my time, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and so, so I just yeah. want to come uh, for worship and go home and not be troubled with the problems that younger people might have. We've got to, we've got to uh, jettison that mindset mm-hmm. and understand, hey, I, I'm serving the Lord until I go home. Yeah. And, and one of the ways that I'm going to serve him is by investing in the lives of younger people. Mm-hmm. And then on the part of younger people, there can be an attitude that says, I enjoy my peer group. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, why would I want to spend time with people that are kind of you know, out of touch? <laughs> it's kind of the mindset. Uh, we, don't, we don't have the same interests as, as my peer group does. We don't mm-hmm. have the same kinds of conversations. Why would I want to engage in that? Mm-hmm. So I, I really think the, the, the learning of Scripture imparts a sense of value and priority to things that we would not learn otherwise. Mm. And so we have to let a text like this instruct us as to the value of multi-generational involvement. Mm. And that's going to instruct both the older ones and the younger ones to pursue these things. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener-supported. So if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels, so be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.